Hello there. You're about to listen to an episode of Food and Health Talk, Legacy Food and Health Talks. You know, in 2023, Food and Health Talks rebranded and relaunched as change makers. But all the episode we've recorded up to this point is still available for you to listen. And you're just about to listen to one of them. Enjoy it. And don't forget, Food and Health Talks is now Changemaker Podcast. Thank you. Welcome to a new episode of the Food and Health Talks podcast, a show focused on educating and empowering people to create a healthier future through nutrition and wellness education. A show where you will find interviews with leading scientists making groundbreaking discoveries, innovators, and global food industry leaders. It is that show you do not want to miss with your host, Dr. Julia Oleanju. everyone. Welcome to Food and Health Talks. You know, today I have a very special guest uh, will be joining me in the conversation. She is Caroline Beckham. She is very passionate about creating impact in communities through our innovation. She's the founder and the CEO of Nori, a microbiome health company developing consumer products for digestive health, immune and brain health as well. Mm-hmm. So their products are readily available in most um, popular uh, groceries and uh, convenience stores around the country. Nori has been backed by some of the uh, big names in um, tech innovation space, such as the founder of PayPal, Facebook, and and others. Caroline is also very involved in food and beverage innovation. She advised and she has invested in more than 10 uh, food and beverage companies. She uh, is excited about a new um, company, Nori, and we're really looking forward to learning more today about her, about our vision, and about our mission with our company as well, the change she's looking to create in communities. Caroline, welcome. Uh, it's really great to have you here. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So yeah, let's kick things off. Uh, just uh, getting to know you. You know, one thing I found out is everyone um, has a story. They have a background. They have life occurrences that shaped the lenses through which they view the world. So it would be good mm-hmm. to know what has shaped yours up to this point and um, influence what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. So I'm born and raised in California and I'm from Sacramento originally. Um, something that's unique about, you know, uh, my upbringing is that we were homeschooled. So I was homeschooled until high school. So I'm a big supporter of homeschooling and alternative education um, options, especially right now, as we have this conversation in 2022, I think there's some lovely options uh, for children to learn in non-traditional ways. And so that really helped me. And I didn't think much of it until I uh, started to create things, create companies, create products. And I learned so much about how much homeschooling influenced the ability to self-start. So uh, being a self-starter is really important um, as you create things because you're, you're bringing something that doesn't exist into existence. And a lot of times you don't have structure around it. Uh, it's very uh, lacking of, of any structure. And that's 
a lot of um, kind of the influence of homeschooling gives you the confidence to start something for yourself and not wait to be told, you know, what to do or how to do it. And so I really understood, you know, when I began to start these companies that how I was raised from an educational standpoint uh, had a strong influence over my life and um, ability and confidence and, uh, you know, just the the wherewithal to, to create something. And so that was a unique aspect of my upbringing. And then I, you know, went to college and ended up getting involved in a startup company, a, a beverage company at a young age, about 17, about 18 when it launched. And um, the company ended up growing uh, very well and growing uh, very fast. And so it became one of the fastest growing beverage companies of all time. So I was able to learn a lot. And it was, you know, my first job, uh, you know, and I was able to learn a lot operationally and a lot about how to work uh, and scale a food company. And I loved it. So uh, as you mentioned, after that, I was, uh, you know, named a Peter Thiel fellow. And so Peter Thiel is a phenomenal tech entrepreneur and um, is someone who is very bullish on investing in young talent. And so that allowed me to uh, just continue to learn in a non-traditional way. I did drop out of college uh, for that fellowship and was able to connect with other people building things, mostly in technology, but also in consumer products and health and wellness, et cetera. So a uh, very untraditional uh, upbringing and, and education path, but something that's led me to um, really desire to continue to move the needle and to uh, innovate in different ways. I have for the past 10 years, I'm 28 now, so I started when I was about 18, uh, focused on anything to do with health and wellness, food and beverage, and uh, the reason why is because that's an area that's very practical. Uh, it can influence someone's life multiple times a day and uh, we, we need it to survive, right? And so, you know, learning through even over the last couple of years, uh, how something like a virus, a COVID virus and uh, the upper respiratory tract uh, influence how you feel every day is really important, right? And so we're just learning more and more about the practical application of health and wellness. And so I've always been drawn to it. Um, and that's where I've, you know, parked my career, I guess, uh, and stayed there and stayed focused. And so, yeah, that's a little bit more about my upbringing, but it has been very non-traditional and non-traditional from an education sense, but at the same time, just full of um, amazing learning. That's great. Uh, it's great to see how you've evolved over the years and um, and how you are committed to learning. Of course, um, the area of food and health innovation is a very dynamic one. There are a lot of products coming to the market today. There's a lot of research that's also going into this um, products as well. We'll dive more into uh, what the Nori team looks like and what you're doing, what your product is uh, later on. But before we leave talking about you, do you mind sharing um, a little bit about uh, the companies, um, your approach to um, uh, advising your companies? You mentioned earlier on that you advise a number of food and beverage companies. Um, what angle do you focus are you more focused on um good for you uh food and beverage companies or are you just do you have a broad approach to this tell us a little bit more about um uh, your approach to investing and advising companies and why particularly did you decide to focus on food yeah so about five years ago now i was approached by a number of different companies um to help them out and uh, I did a lot of this just for free and still do a lot of it just, you know, to, for free to help my friends, but it became clear that I needed to put a little bit of structure around it. And so I did create, you know, a, a kind of a holding company, if you will, and 
uh, I have not sought out any specific company. It really has just been my friends and people that I know and people that need help and um, definitely do focus on things that are making the world a better place. Um, so focusing on uh, you know, farm to table type of applications, working with um, a couple of different uh, companies in the Central Valley of California. So the farmers here in California, and then also working on a couple of really specific health oriented um, uh, areas like sleep uh, that need, you know, some innovation or infant health that needs some innovation. So um, it's all just been just how can I help my friends, frankly, uh, there hasn't been a, a strategy towards it. My time and energy goes to building Nori. So it's just been something that's been an awesome opportunity um, to help over the last five years and probably something that will grow throughout my entire life. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's, it hasn't, there's not a, a huge strategy around it other than making sure that I'm helping an entrepreneur. And I think that that's almost a duty of mine um, because there were so many people that helped me out. And, uh, and so I, I like to help my friends and like to help uh, people in the community that are starting things. Um, but yeah, they, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the advisory and, uh, and all of that piece of, of life. And yeah, like I said, I think that's something that I'll do even more as I grow and mature over time. But um, I, I love operating. Um, and so, you know, the hands-on work is, is where I think, you know, I'm the happiest and most, uh, useful, uh, to our, to our, you know, community and to our world. And so I've just stayed, you know, super operational kind of with my hands in the weeds, um, and, and building Nori. That's good. That's yeah. uh, great to know. And, um, yeah, so my next focus will go more towards, um, the problem you see in the food system. The challenges you think we need to tackle today, um, probably see in our community and how the, um, the food industry as a whole can play a role in tackling those problems. Yeah, so you know, I think when we talk about community, it's it's you know, there's kind of twofold to it: local, and then and then our community as a country too, because it does really um, matter. And so I think what one of the things that we see is there's an opportunity and this is how we've postured nori to to um you know fill a gap between the highest quality option and a high quality option and then also an accessible option so accessibility kind of has two different uh focal points for us the focal point which is distribution meaning is it available in a local market and then also the focal point of price point and so accessibility to us means distribution and price point so uh, you know with that you've got the tension of uh, making a product accessible but also keeping the quality high so I think that's a huge problem right now we still have a big disparity between high quality um, you know foods and vegetables and uh, different products like Nori, and then uh, is it accessible to an average American household? And so that's what we're working to solve personally. We've um, compressed our margins internally, made products available at places like Target and places like Walmart and grocery stores that we believe in are really accessing most of our country. So, you know, I think that that's kind of one core problem is just making sure that within the system as a whole, things remain high quality and become higher quality. And then they're also accessible. And, I, and there's amazing companies, hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of companies working on, on this very problem. So I do think we're gonna get closer. Um, the other problem is, is local, right? And, and having uh, more of our food 
and uh, things like vitamins and supplements uh, produced locally, produced stateside, produced in the United States specifically for us as Americans. It's very important that we uh, are producing these things closer. So not only is it healthier and it's more more natural system, um, but it also reduces the price and reduces the transport, et cetera. So when you look at things like vitamins and supplements and we, we edge towards some of that 90% of those are, are coming from another country. And so it's really important that we start to focus on these things, whether it's uh, the meat supply or vegetables or fruit or vitamins or supplements or whatever it may be, that we really support people that are manufacturing and, and building things locally, because I do think it'll help the system as a whole and it'll create um, better opportunities, both from a workforce standpoint and also from a health and wellness standpoint um, for us here. Right. Well, one cause what I agree with you uh, that um, we need to support uh, locals and um, businesses here. But one of the things I was thinking about is um, accessibility that you just talked about, that the price point is also uh, um, affordable for people. So if we pro produce everything stateside, then how can we make accessibility a possibility? Because one of the reasons why I love company outsource. Uh, production outsource a lot, um, number of things that they do is mainly because they want to reduce cost and reduce mm -hmm. overhead and of mm -hmm. course when you reduce the cost of production of any produce any product then um, the unit price is is, is lower mm -hmm. so if we're trying to improve and increase the number of uh, companies that produce things um, stateside how can we balance that and accessibility yeah, that's a great question. And things like packaging, right? That's a big, big component. Packaging is just really hard to produce stateside. But a lot of this is because we haven't invested in the infrastructure here. We've just shipped it off for someone else to do. So one thing is we have to encourage manufacturing and encourage the investment in infrastructure because the reality is that with the raising freight costs, like as we speak right now, it's almost $7 a gallon for diesel fuel in California, where I live. It's, it's, it's insane, right? It's incredibly expensive. And when you look at the containers from a place like China, where a lot of the packaging is coming from, the container costs since the beginning of COVID have gone up you know, quadruple or more for a lot of people. So just looking at what's shifting with the increase in transportation costs, people are starting to think about this in a whole different way. And mm -hmm. I think it was Bloomberg a couple of uh, months ago that had a great piece on the, the rise of manufacturing in the US. I do think we're gonna see some of that come back. And I do think it's a really good idea because you know, not only does it provide jobs, but it also provides a more secure and stable supply chain where we're not reliant on things coming from so far away. So there is a way absolutely to get the cost down on these things. And there's incredible innovation in manufacturing. And so I do think that it's more so we have not invested into the infrastructure here. We have not invested into the uh, manufacturing facilities, the factories here, and we can, right? And we can do it also as I'm speaking just specifically right now, from a, from a geographical standpoint of the United States, we can also focus in our, our partner nations like a, a Mexico or a Costa Rica, right? There's a lot of other opportunities. So I just think the closer we get these things to home, the better it's gonna be, um, the more accessibility we'll have for healthier, frankly, non-packaged, non-preserved foods um, for more people. So that's that's one kind of general theme. It's not an easy one to solve. Not I'm not, not saying I have all the answers, but I, I do think if we can, encourage that and work on that throughout our lifetime, it'll, it'll leave a much, uh, much more practical and better um, health and wellness uh, 
uh, I guess, enhancement to society. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So let's talk more about Nori. Uh, it's um, a company you recently founded, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll be happy to tell us about, number one, why did you um, decide to start this company? What are some other things you saw that prompted mm -hmm. you to think, this is one problem I want to solve, and this is how? Yeah, great question. Um, so we've talked about this, but I was uh, working in the food and beverage industry and love that industry. I'm still kind of hands-on with it. Um, what I learned very quickly is that, so there's something called the microbiome, which is an ecosystem of bacteria uh, that's in and on your body. And there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. So there's different microbiomes all throughout your body, um, specifically the gut microbiome. So the gut microbiome is just teeming. It's very full of bacteria. And what I learned very quickly was that in the food and beverage industry, there's all these different trends, which are uh, a lot of them very good, like reduction of sugar or, um, you know, focusing on good healthy fats or whatever it might be, omegas. But the reality is that if you don't get your microbiome right, then nothing else really matters. This is a foundation. It's a cornerstone for human health. And so I thought that was very intriguing and very challenging because it is so technical. And so I decided that's what I want to do. Um, so I was looking around and, and I, you know, kind of had a posture of if there's a company that I like that's out there, then I would join that company. Or if not, then I would build something and looked around and I just decided that it was best to build something that was both technically sound and focused on science, but also, which is a big passion point for me, very accessible to a normal American consumer, someone who mm. can understand these concepts and start to grasp onto them. So that's Nori's positioning, kind of goes back to what I was saying about high quality and high accessibility. That's our posture in the market. That's what we focus on with everything that we create. And so, yes, we've been working on different solutions, um, mostly in the nutritional supplement category, some in beverage and other applications as well, but mostly to start, we've been in the nutritional supplement category and we're focusing on ways that we can deliver good bacteria. Um, and, and by delivering good bacteria strains, you're able to directly support digestion, immunity, and brain health and beyond. But those are the three key focus points for us. So focusing on digestion, immunity, and brain health. So for example, 70% or more, it's probably closer to 80% of all of your immune cells, they live in your gut microbiome, they live in your gut. So effectively, you really don't have much of an immune system at all without focusing on your gut. And so that gut and immune connection is a big deal for our company to help people understand that and to create solutions for them. Um, and then the brain health and the gut and brain access is a newer a newer attribute um, to a lot of our products and a lot of the science that's coming out. So there's just just kind of a scratch of the surface of where the microbiome um, research is going to go. And, uh, you know, I think throughout our lifetimes, we'll learn a lot, but we won't even come close to learning everything um, about the gut. And so, yes, we're, we're taking, I think, a very practical um, but yet innovative approach to providing solutions to people out there. And we're just seeing just more and more people become aware of the importance of microbial health, the importance of gut health, et cetera. That's interesting to see how um, you're approaching this. I mean, it's really interesting to see that. And um, so if someone is listening to this and, and mm -hmm. is thinking, oh, 
um, adding to the store right now, I'm going to look out for Nori. What kind of products mm -hmm. would they be seeing? What what kind of, yep. what's the finished products on the shelf like? Yeah, these are great questions. So we have a line of capsules, supplements. Capsules are still the number one way that a consumer engages with a probiotic. So we deliver a lot of good bacteria called probiotics. So the capsule that we use is very special. It's called a duo cap or cap and cap technology. So we're able to combine plant-based omega oils and then a good blend of bacteria that delivers the bacteria further into the body. So we're really focused on how can we make these standard supplement capsules better. And this was one way uh, a few years ago that we learned we could make the delivery system a lot better. So we have a line of products. We've got three out right now and a fourth that launches next month that are in these capsules. So we have a digestive health product. That's still our number one product. The number one reason that someone would come to this category and look for a solution it's for digestion. We also have a women's health product, which is our fastest growing product, specifically supporting the vaginal microbiome, specifically supporting things like yeast infections and UTIs. So it's a very particular product. And then we have a weight health product. Uh, so that's again, very specific to how does the bacteria in your body help you maintain a healthy weight level? Uh, and then uh, a fourth product, which I can't speak of yet, that's launching um, next month. So we have a line of supplements and capsules, and then we also are relaunching stick packs. So a stick pack is the second growing, uh, the second largest growing or fastest growing format uh, where people in, in, interact with a probiotic. So uh, it's a powder format that you could put into water, or put into a smoothie. So we're really focused on what are the consumers demanding? And we see the consumers right now demanding still capsules and then also powder format. So we're again, heavy in the, the supplement category. We do have a beverage that we've worked on and that we're piloting out. It's a, got lower distribution right now um, and lower margin because of the high freight costs and other things, but we're really heavily focused on the supplement line. And um, those, those products are available in Walmart. If you're in Texas, they're available in HEB. They're available in Albertsons and Safeway. They're available next month in Target. So just picking up quite a lot of distribution right now, which is really exciting. That's good. That's really good yeah. to know. And um, congratulations on the traction you've had so far. So I'm, I'm thinking that you have a very strong team. Uh, mm -hmm. You're working with a team of scientists and innovators um, to bring this to the market. Do you mind talking to us about your team and how you're um, working on this unique products? Yeah, we've got a really rock solid team of advisors, medical advisors, and different researchers that have helped us during different times. So um, what we've learned uh, within this category is that there's different researchers and different advisors that are really good at specific things. And so we've got different advisors that help us with just kind of business in general and overall uh, distribution. Uh, there's specific advisors to product development that help us with how we can develop these products in the best way. And then really where we spend most of our time is specific researchers that are working on a particular strain of bacteria. So for example, if we're working on something around brain health or something around cardiovascular health or all these different things, there's really specific researchers and um, doctors that are working on those areas. And so we've got a, a group of different people um, and women's health, for example, and OBGYNs and different people that we work with. Um, but yeah, we've got a, a robust advisory board um, and and then we have a great internal team as well operating. So a great internal team, very small team. Uh, we've got five of us full time right now, uh, but everyone's working extremely hard and uh, you know getting it done, which is awesome. So 
That's good. That's good. Uh, of course, the the team is very important, especially because your products targets people's health and mm-hmm. a lot of expertise is required on things like this to ensure that um, you you have your you eat the metrics you want to eat and mm-hmm. people have the outcomes you uh, mm-hmm. promise to deliver as well. So um, when it comes to food and health, what future do you envision and how do you envision we can get there? Yeah, so, you know, we're entrenched in and knee deep in this whole concept of microbiome health. And so uh, what we're really working on right now, the vision of the company is to help transition the world to more proactive health. And we are seeing this happen um, specifically within the three focus points for us, which are digestion, immunity, and brain health. We're seeing now over 60% of consumers are engaged in the category proactively versus reactively, which is really cool. So we are starting to see an approach to proactive health. And so we want to continue that. We want to advance that transition so that people are just frankly sick less often. And so we're not, you know, uh, advising that no one's going to get sick. That's not the idea. The idea is that your body's prepared. So when the challenge comes, whether it's common cold or influenza or COVID, whatever it might be, when the challenge comes, your body knows how to respond to it. So reducing both the incidence of illness, but also the severity of that illness. And so those are the things we're working on right now. That's kind of what we envision is a lot more engagement proactively all over the world. Um, And then secondly, uh, working on particular life stages. So uh, life stages from infancy all the way through um, elderly stages. So we're really looking at what are the needs states of each of these different life stages and how can we cater to them best. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and one of the important things with uh, your products or the products like uh, the one you're bringing to the market is that people, a lot of people that go to the show have pressing needs that mm-hmm. they want to address. And so people, because of something they've seen in their family line, they want to start proactively mm-hmm. to um, take care of themselves before um, the symptoms uh, show up. So what effort do you put into educating people about the different line of products that you have so that they do know, okay, this one, this is what went into it. This is what we found. This is why we think it would be a good product for you. How do you approach this? Yeah. So the education piece is the biggest piece, right? And the hardest piece. Um, So a couple of things backing up we published our own research paper. So that was a big deal because that's not required. That wasn't required of any of our customers like a Target or Walmart. No one you know, requires that. A lot of supplement companies will never do that, um, big or small. But we thought it was really important to prove out our delivery mechanism, which is this cap and cap technology. So the first thing for us from an internal, internal education standpoint is to make sure that the research is sound, that there's clinical trials, et cetera. And then externally, we're really listening to the consumer. So when we choose which products we're developing, uh, whether it's digestion or women's health or weight health, whatever it might be, we're listening to the demand of the consumers. Uh, and then we're working on just educating them on the specific strains of bacteria and how that works. So a lot of what we're doing right now, as far as education is things like videos, talking about what the microbiome is, but then also because it's unseen to the human eye, right? So it's a very challenging thing to educate on what you feel like from microbiome, either um, 
challenges or healthy microbiome. So, you know, things like you're, if you're, you know, feeling like your immune system is weakened, you're having challenges with digestion, you're having uh, just, you know, grogginess and inability to focus. Those are oftentimes microbiome related challenges. So educating on the symptoms tends to be very helpful. Um, and then for women's health, if you're struggling from a yeast infection or, or a UTI, these things are really, really driven towards what we call the vaginal microbiome and supporting that. And so what happens is unfortunately, and I think it will turn a little bit where we do have more proactive um, engagement. We are seeing people that, like I just said, they want the product proactively. However, from an education standpoint, a lot of people are being educated by the symptoms still. That's what we mm -hmm. see. So symptom, and it's not out of fear base, but symptomatic language is helpful. As you said, um, the proactive push is probably because a family member or a parent or someone has had these issues. And so they're coming proactively, which is great. They're trying to take control over their health earlier. Um, but usually again, the education piece is based on a symptom. So uh, we're, we're doing both. We're taking it holistically. What is the microbiome? How does it work? But then also practically speaking for someone, what does that feel like? So I don't know if that answers your question. Or if that's it does. Helpful, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Education part. Yeah, sure. It did. It did um, answer question. So um, it's been great really talking to you, yeah, learning more you. about Nori and you, your vision. Uh, it's uh, It's been a great conversation. So as we yeah. wrap things up, I want to uh, give you the final word on where do we see Nori in the next five years? Yeah. So, you know, a lot more of the same focusing on just great science and bringing out products that are accessible. So you'll see us in probably a little over 10,000 stores by the end of next year. So a lot of retail growth, a lot of online and digital growth, and then a lot of innovation. So there's a lot coming out uh, uh, over the next 12 months and then 24, 36 months, we've got a very robust innovation plan. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we're focusing on specific life stages uh, one stage that we're really fascinated with is the first 1,000 days of life. So that's conception to year two. Uh, our biggest window of opportunity to impact human health uh, lies in that stage. So that's where we're spending a lot of time right now. Um, but we are a very busy team. Uh, and uh, you'll see a lot more of Nori near you in a, a local retail store and, and digitally as well. Thank you so much, Caroline. This has been very interesting. Thank you for the work you do. And thank, thank you for you. making time to connect with our audience and share about your work as well. Thank and to you everyone so that's listening today, thank you for making time to connect and listen. And until the next time when I bring another exceptional guest your way, stay safe. Thank you for joining us for another session of Food and Health Talks. We invite you to subscribe to this channel, share this with your friends and colleagues, and don't forget to leave a review for us. Together, we are joining hands to shape a healthier future of food.